Hey everybody, welcome into Mining Stock Daily. We have some late afternoon market commentary today with a uh, with a special guest, somebody I call a friend. But before we get into that, let's talk about some of these numbers. Uh, gold, a little bit of a rebound today, it was up uh, about thirteen dollars or seven tenths of a percent as we speak. Uh, silver uh, up a whopping two and a half cents. Woo! <laughs> uh, the miners per the GDX were up thirty three cents. GDXJ up 62 cents. So just kind of a ho-hum day in the precious metals sector and the miners uh, trying to make the sense of where they want to go uh, after that big sell-off earlier in the week. Happy to be welcomed by Ted Simmons, a.k.a. the Midwest Express. Uh, I just nicknamed you that, Ted. Is that okay? I like, I like that name. <laughs> I'm all right with it. Sounds good. Uh, how are you? Sounds good. How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Maybe the Midwest train wreck. Maybe that's what it should be. <laughs> Who knows? This is mining stock daily. I'm not your. I'm not your therapist, Ted. I'm not your therapist. Okay. But let's okay. talk about. Well, you need one if you're in this sector for crying out loud. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about some of your frustrations. You, uh, you were, you and I were chatting back and forth, uh, just kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of into this place in the last couple of weeks where. Uh, it's easy to kind of get down in the dumps if you're speculating in junior mining stocks. Yeah, it's uh, been a frustrating couple of months, I think. Some of it was I wasn't quite prepared for the bull market like I should have been, having been so much involved in West Dome and not really paying attention to a lot of other stuff, trying to catch up on what's going on. But at the same time, it's like once you do find a good one and you just get hammered with a bot deal and – and uh, then the stock grinds for a month or two and just drifts lower. Or, you know, you have a great producer that's making money, but the stock still goes down because nobody cares, you know, pretty pretty much. It's uh, kind of brutal when you watch uh, just a whole bunch of garbage that run up, you know, with the, you know, the ESG stuff and all that, and you're sitting there, you know, watching your mining stocks which, you know, if you've got producers, they're making a lot of money, but they're not, you know, some of them are going up, some of them are going down, but it's a mixed bag across the board. And exploration, it's like you get the first hole, great, stock runs up. I mean, if you don't have nothing to follow up on, it's just a long, painful ride, you know, till the next one, kind of. Just not a lot of follow-through the last few months. So been a little frustrating. You did mention West Ham. Obviously, that uh, stock has seen – pretty big sell-off this week especially after monday's big move down in gold uh, a couple of companies i follow b2 gold obviously in equinox uh, also had some selling in this week i mean it, it's pretty amazing to me to see that despite even with 1800 gold these companies are making money hand over fist but uh, the valuations and people willing to pay for them are just kind of uh, dwindling here this week i, I do understand your frustration eh? Yeah, I think we're just buying and selling to each other. You know, <laughs> there's no new outside money coming in. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I, everybody got all excited because Warren bought a bought a miner in Barrick, and that's great. It brings some more eyes. But at the same time, it's just, I mean, you can go buy plug and watch it go up 30% every day, or you could sit and drift lower at a miner, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like what are what are the momentum guys going to best passive money going to do? They're going to chase the hot money, so that's where they're at. And you know this sector. This sector we are always 
I think we pride ourselves on the ability if we if we see some sort of sell off or drop in share price, that we have that mentality to see it as a buying opportunity. Uh, with that in mind, do you feel like maybe we are continue to be almost too bullish gold and gold miners? Uh, it depends. I mean, the physical side of gold, I understand. And if somebody wants to continue to buy over and over to preserve their wealth and just hold on to it for the long game, I get it. Um, when it comes to junior stocks, especially non-producers, the long game with those is at some point in their lifespan from wherever they peak, they're probably going to lose 80 to 90% of their value. So, I mean, obviously there's exceptions, but I'd say 80% of the sector falls under that for exploration companies and or, you know, early developers. So when, when things do turn south, so, I mean, if somebody's sitting there telling me, look at the long game of like these junior companies, it's like, which long game are you talking about? You know, a couple of years on the way up, sure. But 10, 15 years, maybe they lose another 80 or 90% again, just like they did the last time. So it's always a, I mean, I see it when I back out the charts, like long-term, yes, it's like, okay, we're good to go. But these short-term months are just brutal because it's like, you're like, okay, finally got a dip. I'm going to average down. And then you average down again and again, and then you're out of money. Then you're just holding the bag and then, they do a bot deal on you and then you're just, you know, waiting, <laughs> pulling your hair out. You don't like, so. you don't like the bot deals. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I like copper mountain mining a lot and they hit me with one that I wasn't expecting this week. And I'm in limbo about it. I've still haven't forgiven them for it. So <laughs> break, break it down, break down copper mountain. I know you've been, uh, you've been sharing some info information on, uh, on your Twitter feed, but uh, for our listeners, tell us about Copper Mountain. So basically, there's really been no reason to be excited about Copper Mountain for years. Um, Gil Clausen took over. He ran some gold mine in Brazil before, but he took over. He's been running the company pretty good last year and a half or so that he's been in there. And they're, they got a pretty big precious metals kicker of gold and a little bit of silver and low, low input cost with oil being down and and they're just churning out cash hand over fist right now. And there's no slowdown, you know, in the future. It's supposed to be Q4, it's supposed to be better in Q3 and roll that into Q1. But they put out, but what they are, they're, I mean, they're low grade. They just turn dirt into copper and gold and, and make some money. Um, but the new Ingerbell drilling was something different. There has never been a reason to be excited about Copper Mountain Mining and their drilling until they put out those new Ingerbell holes. And you look at how they finished a lot of them where they ended in mineralization and they shot two deep ones or one deep one. I can't remember. And that mineralization just continued all the way down deep. I mean, and it's higher grade. It's better than anything they're mining or going to mine anytime soon. So we're talking about new Ingerbelt being, you know, maybe a massive super pit, you know, they poke a few more holes in there and, and they get the continuity and continuation down at depth. It turns into something that, all of a sudden, nobody cared about Copper Mountain, and now all of a sudden they're going to be have people knocking at their door, you know, going, "What's going on here?" Because they could never be big enough, they could never produce enough, but now this might change their entire future, I guess, for lack of a better term. So they raise the money; it's all going to go towards drilling, which is great, but at the same time, they 
could all do it with cash flow and not not do anything. So it's kind of a you know what do you do? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't sold any. I haven't bought any more. I'm still debating it. Yeah, it's always it's always the struggle to see a company that does have some sort of cash flow go in and raise a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. Like, yeah. Are you running a business or are you, you just, you know. Right. It's like, are you doing this really to accelerate the drilling or are you doing this because somebody just knocked on your door with a bunch of cash? Yeah. And Copper, Which Copper Mountain is, isn't. I don't really know. Copper Mountain is not the only company in the, even the last couple of months that has generated cash flow and went back and raised money, obviously. Bigger, right. bigger companies have done right. it. Um, quite astounding. All right. Uh, another one you want to talk about, we've talked about this before, uh, that's Galway metals. Uh, they continue to drill, continue to find good grades and uh, basically those two zones are joining together, but, uh, you're, you're an excellent storyteller with Galway metals. So f- fill us in with, uh, the recent. Uh, so ever since the run up, they just haven't put out results that have been good enough for the market. Um, for the most part, that's, kind of my take on it there's nothing really bad in there it's just nothing really to keep the momentum going they got pretty much four kilometers of a 10 kilometer trend they know that they're going to fill in and it's not all going to be economic but there's probably just going to be pits along the whole trend you know half a dozen or whatever it might be when it's all said and done but the what i'm looking for now is they put out the one hole on the north side right on the uh, sawyer brook fault came back 13 grams over 13 meters roughly something like that with a whole bunch of quartz and visible gold and now they're stepping out two different directions from that so that adds a new trend and a new um new structure if they can come back with equal or better grades and width that would be something to be excited about if that were to come up. So, but they, I mean, they got so many drill targets, so many, everything they could come out with a press release tomorrow in an area. I'm not even thinking about and surprise, or, you know, they could just drift for years like they did for a while with nobody really paying any attention to them till, till it's right again. So. All right. From new Brunswick, we'd now head over to the Abitibi and Radisson mining. Radisson's one you're following you and uh, you're pretty excited about Radisson. I like, radisson a lot um is it a five bagger or whatever no but it's gonna be a mine in my opinion the continuity that they're drilling looks from my keyboard it looks great what it looks like underground i don't know but um they're drilling closer and closer to the old mine so i don't know eventually i think they're gonna have to do some rehab work for access to underground but don't quote me on that i don't know um but the continuity, it all goes down to depth. It's all there. Their resource is 250,000 or so at nine grams. And they've done a lot of drilling since then. And they're gaining a lot of ounces that's either equal or higher grade. Their grade is not going down. And everything is going down at depth. Everything's pretty continuous. It's really a really solid project. And one that if you do get hammered on gold, I'm comfortable buying. Um, for the long term on that, because I can see where it's going to go. You know what I mean? Um, there's just a lot to like there, but it's not a not a home run type play. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed, uh, <laughs> you gave me a nice chuckle of who has the worst website in all of junior mining. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. really, this is really, oh, God, it's really important stuff. I mean, if 
when the narrative and the story should be driving the understanding of what you're trying to accomplish in your business strategy with the junior exploration project, you've got to be able to meet the demands of how people communicate now. <laughs> right. And it's a real struggle. I mean, I'm wondering if this is a real hindrance of bringing more people into the sector and, and putting some money. Down. I don't know, man. Some of them are so tough, but those two are just, I mean, one of them is those Cisco and it's like, you got to go figure out where all the maps are and, Oh, it's kind of a headache and you get pop-ups and all that. And it's looks fancy, but it's tough to navigate sometimes for, especially if you don't know where you're going. Hmm. You get pop-ups. I don't think I've ever gotten a pop-up or is it like, the well, subscription? I, well, Radisson used to have a pop-up that didn't like, you couldn't see the X on it. And uh, it drove me nuts. <laughs> it drove me nuts. You had to freaking close it out because I wanted you to sign up on the mailing list, you know? Yeah. But, uh, that's a, yeah. you, know, it's, it's, you know, this is maybe a, a good leeway to another conversation. I mean, everybody out there listening, uh, you know, th- one of the things I love about Ted, he's a, he's a simple guy. Uh, he's a simple man. He is not this high end mining resource analyst, you know, off of Broadway, in New York city or whatever, you know, wall street, wherever you, wherever you New Yorkers live anymore or work, uh, right. you know, anybody can put money to work in this sector and there's big gains. There's big, massive gains. However, uh, Ted, maybe fill us in. What's a good way to get a, a good sound footing to better understand projects that, uh, maybe are less risky to put your money in. Ah, oh, man, that's tough. Because I had help from my dad, who was in the mining business a little bit, learning this stuff. So, but if you're trying to, man, I'm a news reader, number one, and that's kind of where I get my best results from. And it's doesn't happen overnight. You find a company that you're kind of interested in, and you start following it, and you just follow the news and. If you follow long enough, you eventually know when, when the time is or when it's clicked. But um, it's kind of – that's a tough question, Trevor. <laughs> Where do you start, you know? I mean, if you're uh, – you got to track the progress. Are you a company – are you following a company that's jumped from project to project and they just keep going one to the other and they're not really putting anything together? Or are you following one that's – work the same project over and over through the downturn. You can follow the grade, you can follow the structures or, you know, and you, you do that. And eventually, you know, it kind of all comes together, which is kind of why I like Radisson. They've been drilling this for a while now. They know the structures pretty well. They finally got enough cash. And now, I mean, they're just, they don't miss now. It's just, they keep hitting again and again. And the grade is good. And it's getting closer to infrastructure. And the story's just starting to get right, in my opinion. So it's kind of, for me, it's just follow the news and or go back and read the news and, and see if something's coming together. Or you can always figure out what kind of company they are by doing that because you know what kind of rate financings they've done. Have they extended warrants? Um, all that kind of thing. You kind of eliminate a bunch of companies that way. You learned a lot. You got, you learned a lot from your family. I get that. That's what that is one benefit, right? You still throw ideas off of them. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, my dad. My dad's been in the mining business my whole ever since I've been alive. So, um, I bounce stuff off him, and there's 
things I'm grateful he's told me, and then there's others where I'm like, why did I listen to him? The thing's <laughs> ten bags since I freaking told him, you know? And it's like, I knew it. So it's kind of a, you know, never certain. Even people in the industry, you know, they look at something and they don't quite get it. So just don't be afraid to go with your gut. If you're going to win or lose, at least make it your decision, you know? Yeah. And I'll bounce ideas off that and, and, and talk with him, but um, – a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff is the stuff I've done and on my own, and and I just kind of bounce stuff off him for confirmation, really more than anything these days. Well, if you want some, uh, you know, passive ideas from Ted's dad, reach out to Ted on Twitter <laughs> at at there you go at TD Sims That's at T D S M M N S. Yep. Take that, take out the vowel. Uh, yeah. And uh, Ted, it uh, doesn't look like I'll be uh, driving through your way for Thanksgiving this year, but uh, I wish you a great holiday season to you and your family. Yep, you too. Trevor, good talking to you as always, and, and have a good Thanksgiving, and, and we'll see you sometime when you come back through.